This is the redeemed Christian Church of God, more than conquer perish. Of this, we are grateful. Thank you for waking us up this morning. We are grateful for your mercy. Thank you for sustaining us, our little ones. Thank you for sustaining the man, the woman. Thank you for keeping your church. Jesus, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Amen. We have come unto you to learn from you. We have come unto you to seek your face. We have come unto you to hear from you. Please, Lord, do not shorten your hand concerning Amen. our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. We have come concerning your church. Be merciful upon your church in the name of Jesus. Amen. This morning, everyone that appeared before you this morning, show them your mercy. Answer their prayers in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, I lift up the land. Let revival break forth. This Amen. morning, let the power be present to heal the sea and to set the captives free, and to save soul. In Jesus' name, we are praying. In the last few days, the Lord has been bringing his word to us on the exhortation line, waiting on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord. It's perhaps one of the, one of the challenging aspects of Christian life, especially for people that don't have a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, many people have turned Jesus Christ to a money-making machine. How? By what well, they come to church, they are expecting the financial breakthrough. It didn't come the way they expected it. And so they ended up concluding that, well, I don't think Jesus loves me. If he loves me, he will have given me money. Um, some people too have also turned, you know, trying to turn the name of the Lord to, you know, like uh, a rubber stamp. You know how you just bring a document to your to your professor, or whatever, and then tell him to stamp it. So when they come into church, they have an expectation, and when that expectation is as if it's a bit delayed, um, the next thing is that they took off. They are gone. They are gone. They are gone. But for us believers, you see, you don't have alternative. We don't have any other plan, plan B. So waiting on the Lord is perhaps one of the most challenging aspects of our walk with God. Now, the first thing that, so this morning we are moving on to the second part of that exhortation line. The first part was waiting on the Lord's return. And now the second part is waiting uh you know on the lord for your desired uh you know expectations for your what the things you are praying to god for uh, if i if i sample maybe one or two or three people now i can tell you you have so many things in your heart that you are begging god for if it is not that you want to get married if it is not that you need baby if it's not that you need a new job if it's not that the lord should give you a car it's not that the Lord should bless you with your own home. It's not that you want to be, you know, that your, your own case might be, Lord, give me A plus. It could be award scholarship. It could be good health. It could be peace of mind. It could be standing in the gap for your brother, your sister, your family, the church, and so many needs. So our needs are numerous. 
But then the first thing we must know is that God is a good God. Unmute your device and tell your neighbor, my God is a good God. My God is a good God. Yes. So that's the first thing I want us to put in mind this morning. He's a good God. He's a good God. You know, Jesus Christ was addressing the Pharisees in the book of Matthew chapter 6. And he was telling them. And also his disciples. See, all of this thing that, you know, the people of the world are chasing after. He said, for you, don't be anxious about them. He said, for your heavenly father knows that you are in need of them. He knows it. So God is a good God. God is a good father. He knows what is good for you. Your life is way better. Actually, let's read it. That will help, uh, you know, to pass the message. Turn your Bible with me to the book of, uh, the book of Matthew, chapter 6. Matthew, chapter 6. Now, let's read from verse 24. The Bible said, I will read from here. No man can serve two masters. For either we will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold, hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Talking about money, when you when, when you have a desire that, oh, uh, you know, you're, you're trying to serve God, but yet the love of money you want is, is also, uh, you know, prominent in your heart not giving God the first place. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. That means don't, don't even begin to worry unnecessarily. Oh, that thing I've prayed. Oh, uh, servant of God, I've prayed many years. Nothing has happened. Jesus is saying, take no thought for your life. Did you create yourself? If you create yourself, yeah, just unmute your device and shout a be. Hallelujah. You created yourself. You chose your daddy and you chose your mommy. You told God, I want this to be my daddy. I want to come from this family. We have no control over those things. We didn't create ourselves. We have no control over, over our, own, our own choice of parent. No. Now, let's move on. He said, take no thought for your life. For what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, not yet for your body, what ye shall put on, is not the life more than meat and the body, uh, and the body than merriment. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barn. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much? Are you not much better than they? Tell yourself, I am better than the sparrows. I am better than the birds. I am better than animals. I look like God. Praise the Lord. Now, verse 27. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit onto his status? Do you know some people, they get, they look older than their age. Why? Because they worry excessively. They worry excessively over the things that are not and this and that. But the Bible is saying that it says that you should worry not. Now, it says, why take ye thought for a Consider the lily of the field, 
how they grow and they toil not, neither do they span. Yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Look at the next thing. He said, wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or whether where shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of them. God knows that you have needs of them. What does that tell you? God knows your expectation. He knows what you have been praying about. So that is the, so that's important. He knows it. Now, he said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Praise the Lord. So, beloved, the first thing to know is that God is a good God. God is not a wicked God. He's not a wicked father. He knows what we need, and he has made provision for it. Everything you will ever need your family to to prevail, to live a glorious life here on earth. God has made provision. The question then is, how can you walk in it? Now, number two, we are looking at waiting on the law for your desires, expectation. What happened when the Lord decides to delay? Or when God decides to be silent over your case, what will you do? <coughs> when the Lord is silent over your case, what will you do? Now, turn your Bible with me to the book of 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 13. 1 Samuel chapter 13. Um, Let's, let's read, we'll just speak some of the verses uh, because of our time. Let, let's read from verse 5 because of time. But you can read the remaining one. 1 Samuel 13. And the Philistines gathered themselves together to fight with Israel, 30,000 chariots and 6,000 horses, and people as sound which is on the seesaw in multitude. And they, and they came up and preach at Mishmash, eastward from Beth Haven. When the men of Israel saw that they were in a strait, that means they were in a tight corner. Anyone that may be in a tight corner, anyone that may find him or herself in a difficult situation, the Lord of hosts will bring you out. The Lord of hosts will deliver you. He will bring you out in the name of Jesus. The Lord will give you victory over the multitude of foes that have gathered against you in Jesus' name. He said, for the people, we are distressed. Do not allow anything to distress you. Do not be distressed. Life is wonderful. Life is wonderful. And life is also very short. Very short in the sense that the child of today, before you open your eyes and close it, the child is celebrating 70-year birthday. So life is beautiful. Life is also very short. 
So do not allow anything to distress you. You are praying over a thing, yet it's as if it has not been granted. Put your mind at rest. God knows the best for you. Now, let's continue. When the men of Israel saw that they were in, in, in a strait, for the people were distressed. Then the people did hide themselves in caves and in, and in tickets and in rock and in high places and in pits. And some of the Hebrews went over Jordan to the land of God and, and Gilead. As for Saul, he was yet in Gilgal, and all the people followed him trembling. And he tarried seven days, according to the set time that Samuel had appointed. But Samuel came not to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. And Samuel said, I mean, and Saul said, bring hither a burnt offering to me and peace offering. And he offered the burnt offering. And it came to pass that as soon as he had made an end of offering the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came and Saul went out to meet him uh, that he might salute him. And Saul said, I mean, and Samuel said, what hast thou done? And Saul said, because I saw that the people were scattered from me and that thou camest not within the days appointed. Note the days appointed. And that the Philistines gathered themselves together at Mishmash. Therefore said I, the Philistines will come down now upon me to give them, and I have not made supplication unto the law. That is not true. He was only saying that because he was in distress. That was a false worship. That worship is not accepted. Amen. God bless you. Please mute your devices. And I have not made supplication unto the law. I forced myself, therefore, and offer a burnt sacrifice, a burnt offering. He said, Thou hast, and, and Samuel said unto Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which the Lord commanded. For now will the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. Praise the Lord. Shout to be hallelujah. Amen. Beloved, King Saul was in distress. Amen. God bless you. There's a sound that I'm hearing from somewhere. Please mute your devices if your device is on. God bless you. Now, King Saul was in distress. He was in serious distress because of the Philistines. He had, he had many problems. One of his problems was, was that one, uh, the people, there was, uh, they had an enemy. The Philistines gathered against them. Number two, the people that were we saw, we scattered. They were, they, you know, people were going all around. People were in distress. They were discouraged. They lost hope. They lost joy. And then saw himself, his heart who was not right with God. So there it was like combination of three things. Now, where our focus is in this few seconds is that. It was appointed for him to come. Amen. God bless you. Please mute your device. 
There's a noise coming from the background. Yes. So Saul had waited for seven days, but then Samuel did not show up. Samuel did not show up. He did not show up. Now, what does that tell you and I? It tells you and I that there are some times God may decide to, to not come in the way you expected him, to answer your prayer immediately, to show up immediately. He wants to know the state of your heart, whether you still wait on him or you begin to think of eternity. If you wait upon the Lord, he will bring your desires to pass. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 18 says, says, Surely there's an end, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. I pray for you, all your expectation will surely come to pass in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, brethren, what, <clears throat> excuse me, why you are waiting for the law? Number one, we mentioned that God is a good God. Number two, you need to know that God knows your needs. He knows everything you need. Now, number three, do not have plan B. One of the reasons why God has not answered many people is because he, their hearts, they know if God did not answer them, they will seek another route. Are you believing God for baby? Don't seek alternative. Are you believing God for breakthrough in one area of your life? Don't seek for alternative. Wait on God. Let your heart be right with him, and then he will answer your prayer. Now, <clears throat> number three, let your expectations be according to the will of God. One of the reasons why it's as if God is not answering our prayers is because most of our prayers were, 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 based, were mostly on, on to consume it upon our own lust. Not because we wanted to glorify God. So if you want your desires to come to pass, let your desires be based on the will of God for your life. Don't desire the things that God will not want you to have for your life. If Jesus cannot do it for you, no man can do it. Let it be according to his will. And that's why when you pray, say, Lord, let your will be done in my life. Let it be done in my life. I know I want this now, 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 now. But Lord, let your will be done. I know I need a job now, 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 now but let your will be done. So brethren, always pray according to the will of God. When you pray according to the will of God, God cannot kick against his word. When, you, when, you, when what you are desiring is for his own glory and not to consume it upon your own flesh, not that you want to show your friends that you have arrived. You want to show people that you to yourself, no, God doesn't take delight in those kind of prayer points. But prayer upon the Lord, I want to advance your kingdom and your heart is genuine. Lord, I want to move your work forward. I want to be a blessing if you do this for me. God will say, okay, if that is the reason, I will bless you. 
it, it, we have we have proven God. We have seen it in diverse way. So this morning you are going to pray. You are going to say, "Mighty God, I thank you for sending your word unto me." Please open your mouth and make that your prayer. Pray, pray, pray. Open your mouth, Father. I thank you this morning for your word of life that you have brought unto me. I am grateful, waiting on the Lord for our desires, expectation. I appreciate him for the world. <clears throat> I appreciate him. I appreciate him. I appreciate him. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Before we move to the next prayer, are you here this morning? You have not invited Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want you to know that when, you, when your heart is right with God, when your name is written in the book of life, whatever thing you ask in the name of Jesus, for the Almighty God will grant unto you. So if you are here this morning and you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or you want to rededicate your life, you have opportunity. I'd like you to pray with me and say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life unto you. Forgive me my sin. Write my name in the book of life. Today, Lord Jesus, cleanse my heart. Let my way be right with you. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Restore me back to yourself. Restore my peace. Restore my joy. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray as many that I may have prayed this prayer, restore them back and show them your mercy. Forgive them their sin. Write their name in the book of life. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. You are going to note down this prayer. You are going to say, Father, I praise you because I know you know all my names and you are a good father. And I thank you because you have turned them all to testimony. Open your mouth and make that your prayer. Father, I praise you because I know that you know all my name. You are a good father. And I know you are more than able to bring them to power. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. I honor you because there is nothing too hard for you. In Jesus' name, we are praying. You are going to say, mighty God, help me to pray according to your way. Open your mouth and make that your prayer. Help me to pray according to your will, not to consume it upon my own flesh. Help me to pray according to your will in the name of Jesus. Lord, empower me to pray according to your will. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you will pray according to his will. When you pray in line with the scripture, you pray according to his will in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Your next prayer point, you are going to say, mighty God, any expectation of mine that is long overdue, that have received approval in thy side, but that is yet to reach my hand. Today, let them be released. Open your mouth and make that your prayer. We can also see that in the case of Daniel, God answered his prayer on the first day of his fasting and prayer. But then the expectation, they, 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 that was not granted because there was a devil somewhere withholding his testimony. Say, Father, every expectation of mine that you have granted this morning, I thank you because I know I will receive them. In that there shall be no more delay. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Now ask the Lord what you want the Lord to do for you as you go out today. 
open your mouth, talk to him, talk to him. In Jesus' mighty name, we are free. I want you to stretch forth your hand, ancient of days. Thank you for this blessed morning. Thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you for answered prayer. Thank you for your word that you have brought unto us. Thank you for souls that you redeem unto yourself. Jesus, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. We have come this morning. Lord, all the expectation of all your children, please, Father, turn them to testimony beginning from this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Let each expectation be turned to testimonies in the name of Jesus. Anyone believing you for the fruit of the womb in the name of Jesus, nine months from now, we will come back to rejoice with you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray as many believing you for job today, let jobs be looking for them. Let them sing a new song in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray as many believing you for healing, be healed in the name of Jesus. As many believing you for deliverance from the oppression of the wicked, this morning be free in the name of Jesus. As you go out today, the Lord will order your step. You will not walk in darkness. The Lord will lead you in the way to go in the name of Jesus. As you lay your head to sleep on this day, the Lord will visit you. You will have testimony in the name of Jesus. Lord, we want to say thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are friends.